Welcome to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. Thank you, my love. Ah, welcome. This is really awesome to be joining in today. And I welcome you all to gather around. Let's explore this journey. This Each month, we explore different topics of uh, sexuality and consciousness, um, discussion on topics you maybe don't really think you can get a chance to hear about or talk about. Um, in other places, and really deepen into those facets of stories, education, awareness, and discussions of what's it like to connect with our bodies, to connect with sacred sexuality, to reclaim and trust the way we meet our energy and our bodies. And we are going to do that on this show, explore these various topics. And what we're going to do first, like we always do, is settle in and get in our bodies because, frankly, that's where hmm, I have found connection to what is my truth? What is the power of remembering and reclaiming and recreating our relationships with our bodies? It begins with, let's slow down and listen to them. So let's do that. Ah, invite a breath, maybe an exhale with sound. Mm -hmm. Ah, feel your body, feel the earth. Notice the way your body is relating with earth, with ground. However you're sitting or standing or lying down in this moment. Take a moment to really notice how you can allow your body into the support of ground. Feel what it's like to invite an exhale to carry away things that are complete, that don't need your attention for a stretch. Let them drop. Let yourself create space for you to notice and be aware of you. the moment here now, letting the worries of the past drop away or the fears or uncertainty of the future drop away and simply be in the moment of sensing what you're noticing in your body right now. Invite an inhale to claim, to reclaim a sense of mm, yes, more please, like welcoming in light, breath, nourishment, aliveness, the recognition that you've made it, you're here. <sighs> and then a breath of gratitude for you, for taking time for you to slow down and even take a moment to pay attention can be completely new territory for many of us. And even when it's familiar, I find ah, it's welcome multiple times a day to feel. So with that breath of gratitude, ah, gently bringing your awareness back wide, feeling the space around you, above you, that is you and coming into ah, reopening your eyes and being with the space. Yay. So I'm excited to share a little bit today on some stuff that's been bubbling and that is the nature of conscious connection, conscious connection, intimacy, conscious sacred sexuality, making choices that are intentional and delighting in our pleasure, noticing when things rise up that block us from our pleasure, 
can we meet them, witness, and reclaim? Like letting ourselves notice and be with ways in which our body feels good. We've learned so many ways that we shouldn't trust our bodies or, or ways in which to focus on things that are um, uncomfortable. And what I want to invite is can we also follow pleasure and follow that connection with body that says yes. And then that's really hard. It sounds simple, like, oh, yay, yeah, I just want to feel good. Great. Um, I'll invite in my journey of slowing down and becoming aware of sensations that there were lots of things that bubbled to the surface that said, oh, hey, maybe, maybe this doesn't feel so good right now. Or maybe, you know, just old stories of I'm not allowed to feel this good. I'm a bad girl if I feel this good. You know, old ways that my brain patterned in stories. So I want to invite, let's, what's it like to explore a little bit this concept of really intending and consciously opening to pleasure, but also opening in conscious connection with a partner and opening consciously to make choices around our sexuality, our sexual energy and our bodies. I think sometimes even in our journey, our spiritual awareness journey, there can be a lot of, um, uh, growth and and we really connect with oh yeah ways to connect with source and to turn inward and notice uh, maybe meditation practice or yoga practice or qigong or other mindful energetic practices or subtle body practices and those are really powerful um, they've been a part of my life for um, several decades now and what can happen is we get we get to where we feel confident or spiritually aware from like the heart up, like, yes, I feel this connection with source and the etheric and the divine and this magical golden sparkle ecstasy. And what's it like to take that and go, yeah, yes. And I don't have to just lift up out of my body to meet it. Can I ground in? Can I tether that sense of ecstatic opening into the gold? Can I bring it down into my body, my pelvis, pelvic floor? Can I meet the deep space of my womb, of ground, of my root or sexual chakras? And that sometimes the confidence or the presence that we may have when we're in these higher places gets lost when we drop in. We start to get nervous. We're back to like being 15 again and stumbling around learning about bodies or sexuality. And this to me is, is a part of the path of sacred sexuality that yes, we can bring, we can let ourselves go up into the ecstasy and, and feel that place of really widening in our connection with spirit and with source and with who we are and bring that presencing deeply down into the body in such a way that we have that confidence and presence to bring to our connections with ourselves and with our partners, with nature, with the earth, the planet, recreating how we relate with water and trees and the food, the nourishment we bring into our body. This is all, to me, what it's about to drop in and be present with my body and my desires and connect with what does feel safe and good, what does feel good and, and exciting to me, and that I, it doesn't have to be filled with shame anymore. You know, the ways in which I notice myself bumping against shame, I can invite new ways for that. So conscious connection um, and conscious intimacy making you know, choices, intentional choices about how I share my time, who I share it with, what can I hold for myself to open in a deep connection with, with, my, with my own being, but also with a partner. You know, what's it like to meet that with a partner? And as I have mentioned many times before, sacred sexuality and Tantra, it is not a prerequisite to have a partner. In fact, there's such a power in exploring this path as a solo practice that actually opens the gates and invites our body to vibrate in such a way that we can meet and magnetize that partner that maybe we do hold a space for in our hearts, but that it becomes a shift, a shift from I have to seek or grasp or find someone to fill a hole in me 
to a place of, oh, I am me. I serve and, and, and am complete as myself. And I wish to magnetize and share and co-create a connection with, with another being. That it becomes now a conscious choice of manifestation that really to me is about opening and allowing and less about grasping and trying to do or fill or go out and, and actively seek. It can literally, as some advice was offered to me years ago by a dear friend, she just said, you know, open your heart, do your human homework, you know, hold space for what you're seeking. And that's going to just show up. You're going to step through your front door. And there's a lot of truth to that. When we do our own human homework on this path of really listening in what I'll call self-realization and waking up, becoming aware of who we are and what our soul's purpose is and how we walk this planet and opening to that guidance and recognizing that we aren't just, you know, rats in a, in a maze or cogs in a machine, that we actually are co-creators of our journey here, then we can take that power of choice. We can really step into I choose this. I am choosing to create my life and to shape it around me. And so that comes into our sexuality in the, in a very similar way that yes, as I open my body, as I open and connect with my energy that I can make conscious choices to work with that energy and to choose who and how I share it with in, um, in ways that honor my, my sacred body, I like to call it. So just dropping into like, Mm, remembering that our bodies, you know, we, it is such a gift to be in a physical body, that we are infinite energetic beings that also get to be in a physical finite form. And ooh, how juicy is that to be able to be with both, been to the realms of the infinite and the realms of the mystery and the vast possibilities and tap into the, the realm of the physical, the sexual, the tangible, the rudy, the very, very um, innate core structure of ourselves that can give us a way to ground that, that amazing spiritual ecstasy, ecstasy into matter. You know, we are consciousness coming into form. And the more I've found in my journey that I allow myself to remember that, the more, uh wildly possible new things open up in my journey of learning about my body. And that just keeps happening, you know, just more and more the new possibilities. And, you know, I used to think, Oh, what was me? I don't have, there's certain things that I can't access in my orgasmic repertoire or whatever that looks like. Oh, I can only have orgasm in this one way. Oh, bummer. That just must mean I not, I, I don't have these capabilities or I don't have these possibilities or, you know, I don't have a G-spot. I remember thinking that. And, and the reality is, yes, yes, I do. Uh, I just hadn't let myself reclaim and awaken it. And as I did, whoo, you know, things started to open up as I really started to listen to my body and allow places to be heard that had been holding on. I'd been holding on to information. So that information isn't bad. It just is. You know, the experiences we meet on, in life, some of the behaviors of other people, for example, aren't necessarily good. Some of our behaviors aren't necessarily good. And we can start to find forgiveness and release the pain associated with those behaviors and actions and acknowledge the, the being underneath and release them. You know, we don't have to carry the grudge, the resentment, the pain, the 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 terror that may have come through from ways in which we related with with people, um, some of which might have been flat out abusive, and some of them might have been just uncomfortable. And either way, our bodies can carry that well into our lives. And what I invite is we carry it in the way that is of the most balance that our bodies know how to do, and that that's a gift as well. And that we made it. We made it through whatever it is from our past that it was. We're here, here now, listening and breathing, being in a body, 
and maybe opening a new way to relate to that body and allow it to love you and love it back. So our deep sacred bodies, like mm, sacred body, hello, I love you, sacred body. And it reminds me of the sacred body pledge. So let's bring that in once again. Ah, dear sacred body, I am going to do my best to listen to you and honor your messages. Ah, and there'll be times where I may make a mistake. And when I do, I'm going to be gentle with myself. And thank you, thank you, sacred body. I will do my best to hear you, to listen, to slow down, to acknowledge those messages, and then to honor them. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I invite you to join me with that sacred body pledge, reclaiming our bodies and our awareness that we really are, our bodies really are sacred, and we learn so much. Our bodies have so much wisdom. The wisdom of the universe is within our own, you know, cellular matrix. We have the possibilities of infinity within us. And I believe it, it takes slowing down, listening, paying attention, and opening intentional choices, listening to the guidance following it, and then noticing what happens. In my experience, when I hear guidance that's authentic truth coming through and I follow that, then the universe goes, yes, and sort of like steps back towards me. You know, I take one step in that direction and the universe is just like seven steps right back at me with the, the means, the resources, the ways, the clearing of the obstacles. You know, so sometimes it's not like I, I say it all, all happy and juicy. It's not always happy and juicy. Sometimes it's really freaking uncomfortable because that um, stepping back, you know, like it, it might be that the answer is you got to let go of some stuff. There may be some stuff in your life that needs to be rescripted, rewritten, or just complete and done. And so that can feel really hard if it's coming through and we're feeling this sense of people leaving or things dropping away that um, there can be a grasping of, no, you know, I can't, that can't happen. And, and I invite like really deeply listening because there are times where things need to move or leave or change in ways and that that isn't a bad thing, you know, really deeply following our authentic path, the best that we feel capable of to me is why we're here. It's we're learning and growing as soul beings on this planet. And we only get a chance to do that when we're incarnate. So as one of my shamanic teachers says, you know, we only grow as a soul being um, when we're in a body. So it's really a gift to be in one this time around, even when that feels crunchy. (laughs) So let's continue with a conscious saying yes to conscious connections and saying yes to sacred sexuality and then exploring something new that I will share after we take this short break. You are listening live to Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. Today is Tuesday, April 17th, 2018, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646-378-0378. That number again is 646-378-0378. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Thank you, my love. Mm, yes, do call in. I welcome. I welcome call in. We can have a little conversation, even live. And as we head into this next segment, the thing, the new thing. Like I said, yes to conscious connection and yes to sacred sexuality and yes to this new exploration that my love and I encountered. And that is sacred sex game. And 
Um, this is a game that when it was brought to my awareness by a friend, I just totally geeked out. Like my sacred geometry self, I'm such a sacred geometry geek. You can see that at my website. And um, if you go to my onespaceconnected.com website, you'll see more, even more there. And also my leslieblackburn.com can get you there. And the, uh, the geek, the sacred geometry geek in me that, you know, I've taught sacred geometry classes. I have meditated and deeply tapped into the nature of the Sri Yantra, which is this exquisite yantra, a visual representation of all of the doctrines and principles of sacred sexuality through the tantric uh, path. And so to have this game literally have the Sri Yantra right on it and um, connected with my heart right away. And my love and I, I just knew that I wanted to do this, not to mention the nature of sacred sexuality and the, and the game being focused on sacred sexuality and connection. So we acquired the game and took some time to carve away the space to start to really sink in with it, which was an important part of that, that, um, you know, to me, conscious connection really is about making or conscious partnership is about making choices and making time to honor all three in the partnership. And that would mean, you know, I'll invite it as, honoring that one plus one is at least three, you know, it's more than two. It's that myself and my own journey, my path and my authenticity is important on this planet. And what I'm doing in the world is very unique to me. And then my partner and, and his journey and his path are, are just as exquisite and important and are all unique to him and, and aren't about me. And that together we can create an usness a togetherness, a, a we that is number three, that is essence takes energy and intention from both of us to cultivate. And then as we connect with other partners, so I may have another partner and, and she has her own journey and her own path and connection and mission on the planet. And then what we create together looks you know, unique and different and takes energy from both of us. And maybe the two of us have also have a connection with my first partner. And so then there's another intentional space of that triad. And maybe those two partners have a connection and they have their own space of the, of the dyad between the two of them. And, and we can keep adding more and more partners in this way. And this is why, you know, as it, as you can tell, it starts to grow pretty quickly the energy and the intention and the possibility of clear communication and conscious choice really takes time and focus. And as that grows with the numbers of partners of conscious partnering, the, the more intentional time and resources and, and energy it takes to do that. So it's being conscious and aware of that and honoring it um, and allowing each of those beings needs to be heard and seen and met and um, shaping the nature of the agreements of the relating based on all of those needs and wants and desires. And um, that's the nature of the path of polyamory. So I'm getting into that topic as well. What I call sacred polyamory, which is one of many options to explore sacred sexuality. Um, There can be maybe times in our lives where we choose what I call sacred celibacy, which is honoring our own individual sexuality and working with our energy in a solo path. And maybe there's sacred monogamy, which is exploring in an intentional dyad of two people making choices together to share that um, energy and that creation without involving other partners. And then there's what I call sacred polyamory, where that the, the numbers can grow and it can become um, whatever that looks like based on the needs and wants and desires of all the people involved in the relating. So that's a, it's a powerful spectrum. And to me, again, just reiterating, you don't have to be polyamorous to follow sacred sexuality. You don't even have to be in partnership at all. It can be a solo path that this is, and not only can it be that there's value in it, that, that what, um, what this journey is about 
is really about that path of self-realization and then how do we bring that consciously into connection. So in conscious connection, like I said, with this game, my, my partner and I, my primary partner and I, we decided we're going to explore this game. And actually, it's set up as primarily set up for a two-player game. There is some other options for it that we're looking forward to exploring with some other partners. Um, but we'll come back to that another time. For now, we explored it as two, as a partnership. And um, we chose, you know, the, the game arrived and it, oh my gosh, first of all, when the game arrived, it was so beautiful to sit down and really consciously unbox it, you know, open it and see all of the love and the care that went into putting this game together, into creating it, into packaging it, into then shipping it. And we were able to consciously unbox it, to open it and see the messages and to open each layer and to witness the love and care that went into packaging and creating this game. It was really exquisite, a little handwritten note to us and, and a, um, the different crystals that were involved, the different layers of the packaging, the Sri Yantra that shows up in so much of it, the flower of life on some of the cards, so much, again, geeking out my sacred geometry self as well. So we did this very conscious unboxing of the game and then set it on our altar because we uh, were headed into a few weeks of some other intentionality that needed its time. And so it took us some time to come back to it. And once we did, we're like, okay, it's time. And we carved away, we sort of set a date for ourselves to explore it on a morning where we, where we could wake up and, you know, sort of without an alarm and just have this sort of slow, gentle, um, easeful morning um, with some space, some spaciousness. And so we created it on to plan in, into that morning. And so the night before, we brought the game up into our bedroom space and had it ready. And then in the morning, as we woke in sleepy snuggles and and we brought the game up into the bed and grabbed some robes because it was chilly here. Oh, my goodness. Our April has been so cold in Michigan this year. And we um, opened up the space for the game. So we this, you know, just starting right there. Right? Look, we haven't even played the game yet. And the intentional choices that we put into really carving away and creating the time and space that we knew we wanted to give it. To me, that's, that's one of the important pieces of conscious partnering, of conscious relating in the world. Can we intentionally make choices around how we're spending our time and energy? If we rush into things or try to do too many things at once or, you know, and we're not really focused on any of them, then we're not doing any of them very well. And we certainly aren't being present with our bodies. And, you know, I'm speaking this from experience. I am the self-proclaimed you know, recovering control freak, type A overachiever, multitasker to the hilt. So this is coming from, from acknowledging that space and the times in which in my life where having a spare 30 seconds wasn't even a reasonable thing to ask of myself. You know, oh, no, I don't even have time to pause and take a few breaths here. I'm going to race to the next thing. That is a truth about my past and something that I've seen as I've let myself reclaim conscious, slowed down, aware connections and creation of time and space has changed drastically and been valuable. Experience of creating conscious time and space, sacred space, is that something opens up and there's some there is a, a level of nonlinearity to the time that you know more time gets created, more energy gets created when we're conscious about how we're meeting it. And if we're just racing and trying to cram more things into the linear clock of the day, we're never going to get it all in. Um, that's been my experience. So the slow down, the create the conscious space for and hold an intention for, gets, it's like it gets all of these facets of our energetic bodies, our subtle bodies, and divine and source all aligned with the yes, you know, and so it's all of this additional energy and possibility ooh, that we can open and channel and invite in that then gives us time. Time literally stretches and becomes more available. 
excuse me. The it, it reminds me of how my t- one of my teachers I spent three years with Jean Houston, her mystery schools, and Peggy Rubin. And one of the things Jean would talk about is um, kind of imagining time as a yardstick, and then we would do these. Um, imaginal like meditative experiences of stretching that yardstick or shrinking the yardstick, you know, based on what we needed in any given moment. And it might seem simple or like not real, but the fact was it, it, it works. There is something that happens when we intentionally go into the space of, of like widening the space of time that really does, you know, a lifetime of an experience can happen. Some change can happen in these liminal realms that, that we might think would take, you know, months or years and only take seconds of clock time because we've stretched and opened the space in a very nonlinear way. And that comes back to, you know, what that is what we were effectively doing. Like, can we create some time and space to just be with this and not stress about the next thing on this do list and really let ourselves sink into the experience? So that's what we did. And as we did that, as we sunk in, um, we also um, like intentionally laid out the game. So we put the game on our bed and it's got this lovely cloth game board, so to speak, that, that lays um, pretty much on any surface you want it to lay on. And so we were able to put it on our bed um, on the the, the rather uneven comforter surface and, and still make it work with the cards. We laid it all out and then we decided, we followed all the instructions. We decided, chose our game pieces from the, the selection of crystals that were available and um, decided who was going to be scorekeeper and, you know, all of the, the game stuff. It was a lot of fun. And, and then, you know, roll to see who goes first and all of this experience. And it reminded me of going back to the days of my um, board game life back in childhood, which looked very different. So back in the days of my childhood and my family experience, board games were like a thing we did a lot, like family time around the table, playing a game. And in my experience, what it taught me, and it was, it was fun, don't get me wrong, like I, I enjoyed board gaming with my family. And what it taught me or the things that, that really, as I could reflect later, the things that came through was a huge competitive spirit. It was like, oh, my gosh, you have to like, beat everyone else at the table. Who's bigger, better, faster, stronger? You know, uh, rush. So hurry up. Let's make sure it's my turn next because when it's my turn, that's when I can get ahead. But if it's somebody else's turn, then I'm just waiting and it's you know, kind of boring and like that whole rushed competitive script that I think a lot of board games invite and encourage. And, and uh, this game so helped me repattern that because one of the things that happened through the course of the game was this awareness that like each turn. And so it wasn't like, Oh, I want it to be my turn. Um, so I can go next or, or, you know, Oh, woe is me. It's my partner's turn. No, it was like, oh, yay, it's my turn, and I get to explore this card, and wow, look what we get to share together. And then, oh, yay, it's your turn, and we get to explore your card, and what do we get to share together? And it was so delightful to have both, you know, to have the, yes, yay, how exciting. We get to um, explore this this game together instead of who's, who's, uh, whose turn is it next or whatever, right? So it was it was the shared experience of coming together and even that was highlighted even the most strongly at the end of the game. So in the final stage of the game, there's a place where you enter a final circle, which is the Sri Yantra again, which just again, totally geeked me out. But anyway, then the, the person who lands there first is like now takes over rolling of the die for the next person. So you're like beckoning, like come to me. Yes join me in the center circle, right? So there's this sweet encouragement of togetherness and sharing your energy to both come together in the final space. And the game doesn't end until both people do. And 
Um, it, and then there's this lovely elixir that you get to explore that each person decides what their elixir choice is at the beginning of the game. And so that gets to be a part of the completion after the game. So anyway, it was this delight of, yay, we get to join in togetherness and, and feel that consciously connected. So that was one of the things that really delighted me about this game was that repatterning of the old competitive scripts of board games of the way they had to be in my past. Totally new, totally new story. Very great. And kudos to Shane and Heather for creating this game and making it so conscious. You could really see and feel that um, consciousness in their creation, which also comes to some of the other pieces of like the invitations with the cards, the cards have different instructions and you cycle through this spiral of circles and um, the cards invite different things to consider. And, and so they really encourage, you know, back to this topic of consciously connecting. What are ways we can slow down and make intentional choices uh, with each other? And the cards would guide that. We'd have cards that would say, invite us into the breath or notice how breath um, moves in our bodies or invite, you know, describing something about your feelings um, or sharing something about your partner or sharing something of gratitude with each other. Uh, just various pieces of what was it like to engage together. Um, yeah, eye gaze, inviting eye gazing, inviting speaking our truths, and, and really inviting listening consciously. Because when we're speaking, it's not just about speaking, it's about listening and holding space with each other. So, And then there was deeper places in the game where we came into more contact and explored different um, fun explorations of meeting the body. Uh, there was a time where I got up and danced for my partner, you know, and just had this delightful naked experience of dancing and um, other times where our bodies met in different ways, where we gazed upon each other and honored our bodies. And these are really powerful ways to meet each other consciously. And what I love about the game is it guides you with that. So this can be stuff that's territory that can be uncomfortable or we might be shy about. We might want to do it, but not know how. And, what the game does is give some really beautiful prompts and possibilities that you're always at choice with. You always get to decide too, do you pass on this or do you explore this? And so it's encouraging your conscious empowered choice and your use of your yes and your no. And what does that mean for you? And, um, but just my experience is as I've worked, cause I, in my work, I work with couples, I work with poly groups, I work with individuals and, Often the biggest tricky part for people, they may want to be, in, they may be interested in, have the desire to, or um, be aware of the possibility, but not really know how or what. And this gives the prompts. You know, here are the things. Here are the little things to consider, and the little tools. Or, uh, and and so how sweet to have a set of um, tools to to offer those prompts that you can make choices within. So I am encouraging this game for all of my, the folks that I work with in particular couples um, to um, learn about and deepen their, con their connection with their partner and their intimacy with their partner. Uh, and it's a, it's a sweet tool for that. The, um, yeah. So the other thing that I want to invite from it. Um, I wrote a blog on this. So if you want to see the full details of my review, go to blog.onespaceconnected.com where you can access that blog from my website at leslieblackburn.com. And yeah, then one of the other things I noticed was repatterning. You know, we talked about repatterning board games, but we also... Um, for me, I learned a little bit about repatterning sex games. So there was times in my unconscious partnering in my past where a lot of sex and sexuality had a lot to do with alcohol and numbing. And I might, you know, oh, we find this erotic board game that's been marketed to improve your sex life or whatever that might be. And we get it because, oh, we're going to have this fun, sexy experience. And so let's go play this game. 
but it might be, well, I'm dragging my partner into it because they're like, yeah, okay, I'll play it, but I don't really, I'm not really interested in that. I just want to have sex and, or whatever. And so for me, those experiences in the past were rather awful, like either feeling like I'm dragging someone into it that is really just doing it because I want them to, or um, having it be such an unconscious disconnected time, like numbing with alcohol, you know, under the guise of, oh, I need alcohol to loosen up. And instead, what that really does is just cause disconnection. So the this was a way to open a sacred intentional space and really meet the power, the deep power of our conscious sacred intimacy and sacred sexuality consciously. And I encourage those of you who explore this, and you can find it at sacredsexgame.com, that to, to acquire the game and, and sink in, create the intentional space with a partner, um, with a lover, that you're choosing to explore this together and see where it goes. Take expectations out of it, release what that needs to be, and trust that in the course of the setting of the space with the game, you're co-creating that container with spirit and with yourselves that says, okay, let's see what this might be. And I think things unfurl in that way. There's a great synchronicity that can happen when we intentionally hold the space for anything in our lives. So whether that's, hey, I'm going to consciously co-create this space for this game, or let's take this into the wider space. What's it like to consciously create the space for whatever you choose in your life? So think of, hey, I'm, I'm with a partner. Can I consciously acknowledge that we're sharing a meal together right now and slow down with some gratitude for this meal, for the food that is nourishing our bodies, for all the beings that brought this food here into this moment, for all the animals and plants who offered this great gift, and to really be conscious about this is what we're doing now. And all of the other distractions, the phones, the devices, the things are off away from the table, you know, and we're sharing gratitude. We're speaking it. I'm really grateful for clean water to drink, for healthy, clear, clean food to eat, to honor my sacred body. And for this time with you, with whoever's at the table, like I get to share, we get to share this together. That's a big deal. And maybe it's, it's a meal. Maybe it's a conscious conversation hey, I need to carve away this time with you. I'm feeling a little nervous about this one thing or I'd really love to share this one thing about my day. I need some support right now. You know, what does that look like? And to ask for and create these conscious spaces. If you feel like things about your day aren't being heard, your story isn't being met, start with ask for it. You know, you can... If, if you're not holding your story as sacred, if you're not holding what you have to say as being really important that needs to be heard to, listened to, the others may not acknowledge that it needs to. So it starts with, can you speak it? Hey, I do want to talk about this right now, and I need your focused attention. If that's not available right now, that's okay. Can we meet later? You know, let's create a time. Okay, this afternoon at 6 o'clock or, you know, this evening or whatever that looks like naming a time and creating a space for it to really sink in together rather than trying to blurt something out somebody else is distracted. They can't hold it right now. They're not capable to tell you they can't. And then it's just a mess and it feels awful. You've tried to share something. It lands flat. You're not getting the support you need. So this is what I mean by creating sacred, conscious, intentional spaces, conscious connection. Start with, honoring what you need. Now, if you find that over and over again, you're trying to do this with a partner and they're not able to meet you in it and they just, as much as you're trying to carve it and create it, then that's, a, that's another thing to notice. You know, what is that for you? What do you maybe need to think about in terms of how you're relating with this person? And that's something else to explore. It starts with ourselves. You know, all of this, when we think it's our partner not doing it right or good enough or we don't have a partner that we can explore these things with, no, it, it really is about can we slow down, really acknowledge what we need, hold that sacred, ask for it, hold space to trust that, and create it. And we can really absolutely reshape our lives. 
it's quite profound. And that simple tool, really creating conscious sacred space, as we as we hold that in in different facets of our lives, it totally can shift everything. And to me, this game gives you a great place to practice that. Like, here's a practice space. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. You can, you know, create the attention span for that. If you need to pause the game and come back, do that. We had to do that briefly as I, at one point, needed a little bit of nourishment. Um, so we, we paused and came right back to the game. But we, we, it was a conscious pause. Like, okay, I'm going to pause. I'll be right back. I go, I get my celery juice <laughs> so that I can rejuvenate a little bit. We come back and then we finish the game. So this, this is uh, something that can um, really be a way to practice co-creation of these sacred containers, and which is why I recommend the game and encourage it for my clients as well as for myself and for friends. Like uh, we're going to play, we're going to play this more. We're going to explore what's it like to bring in some additional partners and we'll see how that goes. Maybe we'll talk about that in a future show. So for now, like let yourself feel what's it like to bring this idea of conscious connection, conscious choice, feeling in your body, your body as a guide. And let that carry with you into your day. And so let's take another short break and we will be right back with some final pieces. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie has a detailed website. You can find radio podcasts, video video casts, excuse me, and more free resources at leslieblackburn.com. The website is mobile-friendly and also has the full class and event schedule, information on private sessions, mailing list, sign-up, and much more, again, at leslieblackburn.com. Leslie offers private sessions and has helped many hundreds of individuals and couples over years on their path of sacred sexuality. Sessions are available either in person or by Skype or phone. See details on the website under Classes and Coaching. There are also a couple of options for home study practices. Sacred Sexuality classes on four new topics are now available by video. You can purchase access to these at the website. And the Tantric Energy Touch Workshop is available as an audio CD. Order online at the website. The best way to get announcements about upcoming events as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on the link on the website, leslieblackburn.com. Also, Leslie's Sacred Sexuality videocast airs monthly. You can choose your level of involvement, whether you want to be part of the conversation live or sit back and take it in. See details at the website to join in. The next videocast is Wednesday, May 2nd. Reminder that Leslie is also available for speaking engagements. More information at the website, leslieblackburn.com. And exciting new news, if you like what you've heard today and want more, there's a whole new way to support Leslie in bringing these sacred sexuality teachings into the world and get amazing rewards for it, including sneak peeks of her new book, which is currently underway. Become a patron at patreon.com slash leslieblackburn. See all the details there, again, at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. This link is also on her website, leslieblackburn.com. And now, back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Mm, Thank you, my love. Ah, so as we settle in now, feeling all that, this exploration of conscious connections of sacred sexuality and ways to create sacred container for the conscious relating that you choose to bring in your life. I invite it begins with, can we feel our body? Taking breath, soften in the belly and the pelvis, the pelvic floor. Feel the way in which your pelvis or your Pelvic floor is engaged with the earth if you're seated, seated, maybe feeling your sit bones on cushions. And invite the deep space of the womb 
to ground into the deep womb center of the earth. And I mean womb for all of us, no matter how we identify in gender. Our womb space is this deep creative center of the pelvic bowl. Feeling the connection. Allowing a sense of ah, resting in that sense of support, ground, and capability. And knowing that, knowing you are capable. Capable to create and choose and build the life that you wish. And delight in the joy of right now. So with a breath of gratitude, let yourself feel a sense of something you're really grateful for in your life. And just let it fill your body. And allow your sense of space to widen. Feel behind you and above you and around you as well as within, as well as in front. And just acknowledge yourself as a light being. Here exploring this lifetime with gratitude for being in a physical body, for exploring consciously the way we relate with the world. Namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, leslieblackburn.com. Leslie is available for private sessions, and you can find more information about this at the website. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, manifest your heart's desires, and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others, inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn.